because we get all of our good information from TikTok. Yeah, that's where the good stuff is. So um, we're going to eat, drink, and be merry. I mean, drink as in, you know, Diet Mountain Dew here. And um, I've got 10 ounces of meat on my plate. <clears throat> there you go. So what, what better afternoon than eating meat yeah. and talking conspiracy facts? Doesn't get better than this. So was that TikTok? Mm, right after I take a bite. Yeah. So we're going to be chomping on some food. It's going to be great. Well, and you saw, so the one, so the whole conspiracy thing, like I never really believed that crap until we worked at the fire department. <laughs> until I met Tyler Martin. <laughs> um, and not that I, not that I necessarily, like, I always believed that there was corrupt government and corrupt people within the government or whatever. Not necessarily that all governments are corrupt, but they tend to kind of grow that way, right? Yeah. And, uh, but then you hear like, you know, Alex Jones or some of these guys like, the Twin Towers was done by the government or whatever, you know? And it's like, yeah, right. Well, with just a little bit of information that's out there, like there's that documentary on the Twin Towers. Yeah. Or you find these interviews. I sent you one the other day of yeah, so a fire, fire marshal, yeah. a, a New York City fire marshal that's being interviewed. And he's like, I am actually like, a, what did he say? Like a Subge an, subject matter expert, right? Yeah. And I go to court. Like part of my job is to go to court and talk about what I find in these things, you know, and this guy was an older guy. He'd probably been He's in been it for, for years. 30 years or yeah. whatever. I don't know exactly. He doesn't ever say, but, um, and he's telling this reporter that there was molten steel, you know, that he's like, I was digging around on the pile and saw this molten steel. Like that does not, st steel does not melt from just a fire like yeah. that. Or even jet yeah. fuel. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel. And he said, too, he's like, there's there's no other buildings in history that have fallen because of a fire. But like, they're specifically seven, built because of that. Building seven, straight down. Well, all of them. Yeah. I mean, the other two, you could, you could say they were hit by airplanes. So they had the weight of an airplane, extra people, you know, all that. I agree. It's still not enough. For yeah. a perfect controlled demolition straight down. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had this discussion with people, and it usually gets to the point, and I don't blame people because, like, it's it's tough. It's a lot to swallow. It is a lot to swallow. I've had people say, I won't believe that our government would do that. Okay, cool. Then the conversation's mm -hmm. over, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is three perfect controlled demolitions straight yeah. down. You can't even control demolition that well for three of them to happen. And like mm -hmm. building seven wasn't hit by anything. Well, and then, and then mm -hmm. all of that, all of that steel is immediately loaded on ships and sent to China and melted down. Yeah. Without, yeah. without doing any investigation. Yeah. See, exactly. <laughs> I love this stuff. Uh -huh. No idea. I'm like, just. That's, my, that's fact. The beginning like, so of my journey. Conspiracy or not. Like that's fact. Like that happened. What's that documentary that we watched about architects and engineers? Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, there's a group called architects and engineers that have, I have meat in my mouth. Sorry. 
<laughs> um, uh, three or four thousand architects and engineers that are on board. Well, it's this group is more than three or it four, might, right? Yeah, it it's might be. hundreds. Yeah, it's like a whole association of of people that. Yep. There was a few guys that started out looking at this and going, "Hey, some of this doesn't make sense." And they they were legitimately engineers, yep. architects. Yeah. And then they've gone around and presented this information. And as they've presented this, more and more people, more and more engineers and architects yeah. have looked into like, it oh, yeah. and gone, okay, yeah, like we're demanding that there needs to be an investigation because there has never been one. Yeah. Um, it's, now, it, that's out there on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's totally real. Um, who coined the term conspiracy theorist? The CIA. The CIA. Mm-hmm. They wow. did. It was in a CIA document where they co- they coined the term conspiracy theorist. How do you guys know? Like, where do you go to get? We know everything. You know <laughs> everything. I want to know how you know everything. Where do you like? Do you know the best place TikTok, to I guess. the best place to find stuff huh. is any book that's pre eighteen ninety. Really? Any book that's in now? Obviously, Twin Towers and pre eighteen ninety. Even CIA yeah. is not you know <clears throat> exactly. going to be in their seat or pre eighteen ninety. Truth is found pre. 1890. It was kind of the 1850s and and further. They started to suppress information and hold things from the public. You had Abraham Lincoln stand up. This is in the Library of Congress. You can find it in the archives on the White House's website. Abraham Lincoln's talking at Niagara Falls, and he goes, "We are here among. I'm going to butcher this, but pretty much, we're." We are where the giants used to live, the giants that are found in the mounds. And he's giving this mm. big, long speech about how a, a race of giants used to live in the, in the United States, and they were buried in, in the mounds. And like, are, are you talking the mounds that were pre-pyramids, the mounds mm. that were built by the same people that eventually built the pyramids? Like, stuff was known, mm-hmm. and it was systematically taken out. Well, it it makes you wonder too when he said those kind of things. I mean, they didn't have all the like lidar and all the things that we yeah. have now. There is yeah. actually mounds and pyramids back there in New yeah, York. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, there are like, pyramids in the United States. So I always follow the money. So where is the money for covering up something like giants living before us? What's the financial benefit? I don't know. I actually don't know. Well. I'm probably off here, but if you can suppress that we are children of God, yeah, and you can teach that we are on a spinning ball of nothing in the middle of an infinite universe, and that we evolved from some big bang that just happened. So there's no meaning. Yeah. Behind- humans are meaningless essentially we're just here by chance i actually think that there's a big benefit there because it then gives you a society full of non-thinking drones that will just go and work for the corporations of the rothschilds yeah and And maybe it wasn't necessarily they meant to suppress that there was giants or pyramids or whatever but it was like that stuff doesn't even matter and it was more uh you know, uh, an effort to focus on principles and think 
set the system up in a way that people are workers, right? Wasn't yeah. it wasn't it Rockefeller that said that or something like I don't yeah. need a nation of thinkers, I need a nation of workers essentially something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And so maybe it's not necessarily trying to suppress information out, but it's like well, in order to get a nation of workers or slaves it's not that we need to get that out of there, but we just need to focus on this stuff over here, yeah. you know, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a huge financial benefit except for the fact that you have the Rockefellers that created the public school system Mm -hmm. and they created it so that we would have generations of workers and not thinkers Mm. I don't even believe that university teaches people to think like it's we're not taught taught to think no way yeah no way just do what you're told yeah go you know blend in with society yeah I mean our school system sucks. Yeah. Well, and there's even top, you look at Jordan Peterson, how outspoken he is on how bad the school system is anymore. You know, here's a, a lifelong career educator out here talking about how, how bad it is, you yeah. know, I mean, and how many people are trying to suppress him from, from what he's saying. For sure. The Bible talks about giants too, by the way, mm-hmm. they were the Nephilim. The Nephilim were a race of giants. God took them out in the flood. Hmm. It makes you wonder, like, how giant of a giant? Like, cause, oh, I know. Because there's, there's civilizations even here on the earth now that are, like, okay, five feet tall or whatever. So were those, like, seven-foot people? like, Or were they, like, actual <laughs> legit? We talk about I mean? giants. What about the race of midgets? <laughs> the tiny, tiny, like, two feet tall, right? <laughs> the fairies. Depending on how small people are, anybody could be a giant. That's true. Anyway. Oh, makes see, you now... Now we're talking relativity. But wasn't wasn't there actually, um, there's actually been some giant, like skeletons of giants and stuff found, right? There's but, the, but they're in the Smithsonian, and the yeah. Smithsonian kind of, yeah, like the, the Vatican, they yeah. lock them away and don't, yep. which and, is weird to think about. Like, oh yeah, what would, like when, John was saying, what's the benefit of that, you know? like Yeah, it's fascinating. I feel like people would want to know yeah. all they can about <clears throat> that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see, and I, and I don't, really know why maybe it's pride but you find something new in archaeology and they're like they try to play it off you know so there are there's new data that comes out that says look the sphinx for example has weathering patterns on it that are not consistent with it only being six thousand years old it's much much older Hmm. well then they just play it off as well probably has weather patterns because it was a not as hard of a stone you're like no how about we actually like don't play off Mm -hmm. what we think we know let's challenge everything look at all possibilities look at all possibilities like Mm -hmm. that's why i i want people to research flat earth you don't have to believe that the earth is flat but go research it challenge your own beliefs look at two sides yeah and that's the problem is nobody wants to like, look at a, a social, you know, what, and, and I'm guilty of this too, you know, but like, take any social problem or view or anything. Like, we are so divided right now. And it's just because of that. Like, I'm not willing to look at, and I am on some things, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not willing to look at somebody else's point of view and really see where they're coming from. And I feel like there is, 
a specific side that does that less than another side. Yeah. But that could there again just be my bias as well. Yeah. But it's it's like even to the point of denying actual science and stuff. Like yeah. there's people that will like die on a principle that is 100% false. They're dying on a <laughs> on a fake hill. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, crazy. Have you seen the Joe Rogan po- podcast with uh, Bernie Sanders? Have you seen that one? Uh, Bernie Sanders? I did listen to that back it's, in yeah, it's it was old, a long time ago. But I went back and listened to it just because growing up, you know, Bernie Sanders is this nut job that is trying to give everything away. And so mm-hmm. I went and actually listened to his concepts and stuff. And it's he's got some good points. Like the, the things that he's trying to do and promote and help people, I genuinely think that he is trying to help people. And growing up, I just thought, oh, he's from the left wing. He's, you know, a nut job that's going to ruin America. But I think his concepts are really thought out and aren't just some wacky idea. Yeah, that... well, it is interesting to to take someone like Bernie Sanders, for example. And when he's running for president, you're like, oh, no, we can't have this kook in. And then we get an actual kook in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go, okay, I, I would I would take Bernie right now over what yeah. we have. <clears throat> now, the, the the principles I just I just don't believe in. Anytime this is... Anytime socialism has become an experiment, it has turned to communism, and communism has right. never worked. Right. I think his, his concepts are good. It makes sense um, until you go to how you'd actually implement it, because he's all about, you know, let's get these communities together, and we'll build these, uh, you know, groups of people that'll help distribute wealth, and we'll do it this way. But you can't practically do that, because then once you get to that stage of distributing it, it's going to get corrupted and it's never going to get to the people that actually need the help. A two-tiered society, which this is what's interesting. It's still happening. Regardless of whether Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders is in or not, we're still turning into the two-tiered society that they've always wanted. Mm -hmm. So, And and you have a guy that says, we're going to distribute the wealth that's done nothing in his life and is very wealthy. Yes. So yeah. it's like, well, you could distribute your wealth on your own anyway. Yes. It's like, you know, like... And it has been proven time and time again that the best wealth distribution is coming from capitalists mm-hmm. that are trying to help. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the number one. Or charities or even, you know, religion. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. The, the LDS church is very good at redistributing tithing money out to actually help. Mm-hmm. You know, millions or billions of dollars that actually go to helping. Which, what are we doing? Sending billions to Ukraine for what? Like, I'm not pro-Russia or pro-Ukraine or anything. I don't know enough about it to know. But all I know is <clears throat> we continue to send money and Zelensky gets named person of the year. <laughs> and, and celebrities keep going over there. Why? Like, just ask. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, back to if we could actually follow the money. Yes. It's getting scrubbed, and then it's finding its way back over here. And just, you yeah, know, what was the Pentagon thing? Just barely, like, $2.2 2 that's unaccounted for? Mm-hmm. It happened again? Again. And it was after... Oh, or maybe... I'm, I'm mixing up number amounts, but on September 10th, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld said that the Pentagon is missing a whole bunch of money. And yeah. Then September 11th happened. No mm-hmm. one ever thought about it again. And did, wasn't it supposedly that the plane, the plane or whatever it was, hit, it hit the right, at the, yeah. right at the office where that stuff was tracked? Yeah. And the records for that was? Yeah. Supposedly? Yeah, I don't think That's they're supposedly. Crazy. I'm pretty sure it hit it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Something I, hit it. Well, I mean... It's, There's no video evidence like, of a plane hitting it, though, right? Could potentially... There's a streak, a but there's a, a lot of speculation on what that streak is. Could be a missile. But, uh, well, and it's wild, too, to think about that. Like, okay, so our own government institutions can't account for these huge amounts of money, yet we need more IRS agents oh, to geez. come out. You know what I mean? Like, 600 it's, bucks. it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's it crazy. You have 600 bucks in your Venmo account, and you're going to be audited. Hmm. I don't know if audit is the right word, but mm-hmm. $600. It's going to have to be accounted for. But I thought those IRS agents were, were for the billionaires. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, back to, like, the whole conspiracy thing and believing or not believing or, you know, I think a lot of people look at, like, the 9-11 thing or whatever, and they go, well, how could that how could something so big be covered up like that? Like all it takes is one person or whatever, you know, to, to do that. But you look back through history, there's been secret combinations forever. Yeah. And even to me, one of the biggest ones is the federal reserve. Like you, you get you, how that whole thing transpired. Yeah. And the reason behind it, you know, there's this group of people that just so happen to be financial leaders and government leaders, and they secretly, with the windows, you know, curtains drawn on these train cars, make their way down to Georgia. They're specifically Jekyll told, Island. yeah, they're specifically told, you can't tell, you know, we're not talking about anybody with their first name, all this stuff. Like, if that can happen, yeah. which it did, it, it happened, did. and it still is ongoing. Yeah. Like, that's it, it is the control of the world mo- money supply. So, so to finish, like, like, what's any bigger than that? To finish that story out, they drafted what would be the Federal Reserve System. So, there were bankers, there were the richest people in the world, there were political leaders, and they drafted how they would take all the banks and they would put them all together into a banking cartel called the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, and it has no reserve. It literally just prints our money. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it's not, there's not even government oversight. I think a lot of people, you know, and they're always very smart when they do these things. Let's call it the Federal Reserve, so people think that it's part of the government, yeah. and it's actually there to protect them. It's not part of the government. Yeah. The government doesn't even have any oversight on it. It just, yeah. it just, it it mandates whatever it wants when it comes to monetary policy. Yeah, we're going to mm. target two percent inflation because that's what we need to do. Like, well, we just had thirty percent inflation, so where's that two percent targeting? And when you can just print your own money supply, well, it's an issue. And I mean, think about how ingenious and how evil of a system that is. So, so we're going to go off the gold standard, and we're going to make it so that the Federal Reserve controls the amount of money in the the economy well it's a system that can never end like they just set themselves up Mm -hmm. to be infinite like so when one dollar is created there's automatically an amount of interest that is paid to the federal reserve Hmm. so they print a dollar i think it's like six percent isn't that what it is i don't know 
that's what I've heard. Like, so a good resource for this is uh, Mike Maloney's. Oh yeah. Um, what's that one called? Yeah, the series on money. Yeah, what is that called? The um, I'll look it up. But anyway, so he goes in like how um, all of this works, and essentially there's interest associated with every dollar that is printed. And so you can never get back to zero. Once that system starts, you can, even if they paid back all of the money, well, there's still interest owing. And so they would have to have the Federal Reserve print more money to pay back the interest. Hmm. So it never ends. Like, it can never go to zero. So it's not that, I I didn't even know that wasn't the government. So Mm -mm. it's just a group of international. Nobody knows. Nobody, like you can go on their website. And it says, it alludes to the fact that they're not government, but it doesn't ever say who the actual owners of that institution are. So when you hear that Elon Musk is the richest person in the world or, you know, Bill Gates or the guy who owned Telcel or whatever, they're, they're like patsies, which, I mean, speaking of the word patsy, we're going to have to talk about the Kennedy assassination, but, um, (laughs) they're just, they're. They're faces of nothing. Hmm. The true wealth, you don't know who those people are. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing with, with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, those are the faces. That's not who's actually behind all of it. That's like just opening that door yeah, into the, the, whatever world that it, is. It's enough that the uppers that actually run everything are like, hey, just throw it out there. Because it's happening, so throw it out there. Put a face on it. Jeffrey Epstein's the face. Jizzleen's is the face. It's all done. Yeah. No one, no one's gonna care after that. Okay, cool. Sounds good. The maybe the twin towers. <clears throat> hey, just make this happen, and then everyone's gonna stop worrying about the fact that we're missing two point two trillion dollars. Yeah. And maybe there's way more to it. Like maybe they were covering up a lot of stuff. Like recently with uh, Balenciaga and the the weird stuff there with Kanye West and. Cam and all of that. that. Yeah, well, don't get into it. It's just a rabbit hole. It's just, it's like, what, what's truly going on that they, they're just trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what I think. So it's Hidden Secrets of Money. That's what oh, it's cool. called. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's really good. But it's interesting, too. Like, I was just looking on the Federal Reserve website. Like, it's interesting that it just, I mean, it's pretty out there in the open. Like, it says... Federal Reserve System was created on December 23, 1913, when President Woodrow Wilson signed into law the, the Federal Reserve Act, which it's like, oh, President Woodrow Wilson? Like, oh, shoot. Like, of course there's <laughs> corruption <laughs> around it, you know? Like, anyway, but it's just, it's interesting. But, yeah, as you dig into that, then it's like, if that can happen, like if if we can have secret combinations that control our money supply, yeah, it doesn't get any bigger than that, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. and maybe these rabbit holes actually lead to nowhere. So, <clears throat> on the Titanic, there were three really really rich people who were against the Federal Reserve that ended up dying on the Titanic. Hmm. But I believe J.P. Morgan. And one of the Rothschilds were supposed to be on the Titanic. And the day before, they're like, ah, we're out. Sorry, we got some stuff to do over here Mm. in England or wherever it came from. Then you dig, like, into the Titanic. There were two ships 
They were exactly the same. Did I send you that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Two sh- or maybe you sent it to me. Two ships that were exa- exactly the same, and the company who had built them, they needed an insurance claim because um, they were about to go out of business. So it's possible they actually... Sh- it wasn't the Titanic that sank. It was its sister ship, but they switched places with it. And hadn't they just recently taken out the insurance policy too? Yeah, like it was like like within right months. as it was getting ready to take off, they're like, "Oh, we want to insure that Which, for X amount." Interestingly, the guy who owned the twin towers, yeah, his insurance. Yeah. Then once he got his insurance paid out, he sued the insurance and got double. So the guy quadrupled the amount of money that was supposed to be paid out on if something happened to the twin towers. Mm-hmm. And he did it like. Because it seemed like he upped the policy or something, mm-hmm. right? It was right Within before weeks. it happened. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's wild. And, and I mean, I mean, some of this is probably a coincidence. Absolutely. But you see this stuff over and over and over and over again. I mean, I just, I honestly don't believe in coincidence that much anymore. Just with the things that happen in my life. Yeah. You know, like there's very, you think, oh man, that was a coincidence that that happened and that happened together like that. That worked out better than I thought, or that happened exactly the way I was thinking that it should happen. Well, yeah, like you're, you know, we're creating things every day, whether we know it or not, with with the, the actions we're taking, the things we're doing and stuff like that. But if we are a species that evolved out of nothing on a spinning ball of an infinite universe with nothing out there, coincidence doesn't exist. It's all by chance. Yeah, that's true. So if that's the case, yeah. What I'm saying. Right. Oh yeah. <clears throat> what I'm saying. Devil, is devil's eye. Take there. that away. Like take that away from the people. Take that that belief away. And it's like, oh yeah, there's just a whole bunch of coincidences that happen all the time. Or we're all connected. There's a consciousness that exists. There's frequency. There's vibration. There's this, this, mm-hmm. you know, universal laws that were set in place by something or someone. They don't. They don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that there there is no higher power. We're just here by chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have no meaning. We have no meaning. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty wild when you think about it. Because me and my wife were just thinking about where we were. Uh, two years ago, so we were, we were in the apartment complex that we were um, like managing. So we're in there, and we say, where do we want to be in five years? We said, okay, well, we want to have our house. We want to work from home. We want to split our time with the kids and work, and I want this truck. Yep. And then we, I didn't even think about it for years. And then me and my wife looked at where we're at. We have our house. I bought the 2019 Ram Eco Diesel, exactly like what I wanted. So cool. Mm-hmm. And then we split our time half and half, and that's what we're doing right now. And but it's like, the world wants you to believe that you need to graduate high school, go to college, get a job. Your goals shouldn't be set. You shouldn't. I mean, they're not saying not to set goals, but they're not ever teaching that. They're not teaching as a kid. Yeah. You right. can have whatever you want. You what? just got to think yep. about it and project it and then work towards it i tell my kids you can literally be anything you want to be except for president of the united states that's (laughs) already set in the course there's nothing you can do right yeah everything else though and the person you would have to become to be on that short list is not the kind of people that i want my kids to be (laughs) no no that's wild that's it is wild and what people need to understand is what you did five years ago you're doing again 
and they need to do it now mm-hmm. and be and and write it down focus on it believe it and let it go mm-hmm. yeah it sounds so woo to me honestly like it sounds very hippie but then you look at what happened and exactly what happened you just yeah. put it out in the universe and work towards it and it happens i think the big thing is focus like you know you just said focus there i think that that's i think a lot of people that are unhappy with where they're at they're focusing on the wrong thing but they don't realize that they are you know if you're in a job that you hate that job takes so much focus and time you're spending you know 80 percent of your waking hours focusing on this thing because you're forced to you know like you feel like maybe you feel like you don't have any other options or you feel like you have to to make you know because you're living paycheck to paycheck and you got to have that or whatever i really you know same kind of thing over and over in my life as we've stepped out of our comfort zone you know we we find out that or you know we figure out that this really isn't the direction we want to be going we want to be going that way and but it's hard to look at it and say, okay, well, how do we go that way? You know, well, you kind of have to step out there and start focusing on that direction, even though you probably don't know what steps to take. But as you focus in that thing, you know, in the beginning, it feels like nothing's happening. You're not getting anything done. Well, then little by little, you get little wins and you get little, you know, you, you, things start to move that direction before too long it's you know it's this huge thing and you're like man we didn't you know we did it we're going the direction that we want to but it's back to that thing where society's told us oh you you need to be safe and secure and have a good job that's secure i mean jobs are not secure i don't care what you do the secure part would be figuring out hey i can control whatever or i can create whatever i want all I have to do is do these things. So if something happens in life that's unexpected or whatever, well, I know the steps that I can do to create that again. You know, yeah. I mean, that's security, but but we're not taught that. No. And once you become successful in the public's eye, they go, what an overnight lucky success. Yeah. You're like, no, that was focused. Mm. That was dedication. That was tons of failure. Mm-hmm. Just an insane amount of failing, like quote failing, because you just take that as learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. And you might not have even told anybody about it for yeah. two or three years because yeah. you're just kind of, you, maybe you're embarrassed or you're not <clears throat> confident about it or whatever. So you're in your own bubble, you know, doing what yeah. you can. You haven't told anybody that for two or three years. And then you finally get to where you're building a little bit of momentum and then maybe it's three or four or five years after that, you finally are making a big, you know, a big difference. And people are saying that, Yeah. well, there was probably years of time that nobody knew what was going on inside your brain or the things that you were taking, you know, that you were writing down and the goals that you were focusing on and the small little things you were doing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, just listened to a podcast of, uh, Hodger Gracie. So uh, arguably the best jujitsu, uh, competitor that's ever lived you know the gracies like they're the ones Mm -hmm. who brought jiu-jitsu to the united states and he just said in there he's like i just i just knew i'd win Mm. like i never went into a match thinking that i'd win i just i just knew it and when he began his journey to becoming the greatest competitor he said he only told a few people he's like i didn't go out and tell the world i told the people that i trusted Mm mm-hmm 
And even they were like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Do your thing, buddy. But, which focus on expands, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I think I found more and more over the years, I more along the lines of what he did, I kind of hold my cards pretty close to my chest. Yeah. Because there's, especially when you're starting something new or doing something that maybe other th- people think isn't smart or whatever, the last thing you need starting out is a bunch of negative, you know, yeah. commentary and people thinking you're dumb and that kind of stuff, you know. I and, guess depending on the individual. Yeah, maybe. You know, Trump might announce it. Yeah, that's true. Because he wants, he wants people to bet against him. Yeah, that's true. Um, that yeah. might that yeah. might create more momentum or whatever. Yeah. I know when we started the rock wall, um, there weren't people that that came up to me face to face and were like, "Hey, this is a stupid idea." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Later on, though, they're like, "We thought you were crazy." Yeah, we never told, and I'm glad that they didn't tell me that they thought I just did it, you know. But um, I could see it both ways. I could see announcing it to the world. And then having to do it because you've announced it, or keep your cards closed. Like neither way is right or wrong. Yeah, just individual. Yeah, yeah I think it's about the people that you have around you. Because I know if I went out and told people, I mean, especially with the art studio that I started, people were like, "That's a dumb idea." And I just had to do it anyways. But yeah, it sounds like you have a good group of people that you say, "I'm going to do this crazy thing," and they're like, "Yeah, I go do it." Let's, yeah. Let's well, see it you know, you came and talked to us about it, and. Um, you know us we're like sweet yeah. start it yeah. go you're like oh, what steps I'm like I don't know what steps yeah go just go do it go do it you did it and you made it successful yeah yeah I know when I quit my last job I know that people were I, I you know oh yeah and I, well and even to my face a little bit people were like oh that's scary like oh why did you do that which I took it as that had very little to do with me yeah. and a lot more to do with them and, sure. and where they were at, you know, which is fine. And, you know, I actually kind of felt bad, like, oh, that sucks that you yeah. don't like doing this, but you don't feel like you have the confidence to step out and do something else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, at, you know, you just have to kind of let that stuff roll off your back and, and move forward and... Uh, is the best decision I've ever made. Yeah. So not saying that it was a bad place to be either. Nope. You and I, I mean, we've talked about this several times. Like we both quit that same last job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't regret any of my time there. Mm-hmm. It was a great place. Yeah. And everything that we do in life gets us to where we are right now. So mm-hmm. it's all good. And even those people that are like, which is funny because even the, the very uppers, that are mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? You're throwing all this away? It's like, no. I learned from all of this. Yeah, I'm not like, throwing anything away. So, and like you mm-hmm. said, you almost kind of feel bad for that person because they just don't understand yet that you can literally create and be anything you want. They've fallen into the system, yeah. that system that taught them from early on, high school, college, degree. Get a job. Get a job. Work in that pay for taxes. 50 years or yep. whatever. <clears throat> yeah, they're just in it. Mm-hmm. And back to our conspiracy part of this whole thing. Like, you can see how the mindset of, well, I can go create whatever I want. Like, I don't, okay, you don't want to come with me, that's fine. I don't need you. I can go create whatever I want over here, and I'll find the people that I want. 
that doesn't work well for a, somebody that's trying to have workers inside of a business. Yeah. You know, you can see how that would be problematic. Yeah. You know. It's interesting, too, though, because, like, we as employers are consistently encouraging our people to do what they want. Mm -hmm. So if someone's like, hey, I want to go start a rock climbing gym in... You know, I, I'm not going to encourage that they do it in Rexburg. <laughs> but if they did, I, I would think still... That, I think that you would, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Is <laughs> I, it wouldn't be like, oh, you jerk. Yeah. You see, no, you collaborate. Like, we are creative individuals, and we can make things as big, and you grow a community. So it's just interesting. It's, just, it's a mindset. And that's why people need to research Flat Earth. <laughs> because yeah. although it might not be true you're just challenge your beliefs mm -hmm. it's okay to challenge your beliefs yeah and challenge them every single day that's yeah. a good that's a good point you know especially you think how's flat earth and a job that i don't like connected that's it right there yeah look at different viewpoints study get a book about somebody that's an entrepreneur and learn what they do and how their mind works and yeah you know like i think that that's it like is it, uh, i think it was thomas jefferson said question with boldness even the very existence of god yes for if there be a god he surely would prefer you know like honest questioning yeah instead of blind following or something like that i just slaughtered that but that, that's then, but that's that's kind of the gist of it you yeah. know something like that absolutely so question everything well and what's funny too and this just barely came to me your boss believed in you so the guy who hired you believed in you but you don't believe in yourself enough to hire yourself yeah hmm. but your boss believed in you you obviously either bs or sold your way to the spot that you are in your job yeah. Why aren't you selling yourself to yourself? Because yeah. we're taught not to. We're taught to blindly follow. We're taught to listen to authority and not question them. Yeah. Speaking of starting a, a new business, I think we need another gym in town. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> we need something to compete with uh, Fit One and Botify. Apparently, they're just always slammed. Well, like, man. Their, their parking lots are always full, but it does make me wonder... Um, if the people in those gyms are fulfilled. But, I mean, there's got to be some people that are sick of the crowds and want yeah. some more, I would think. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. If you guys want to start another one, let me know. <laughs> well, I, I would like, um, I'd like to see a, a strength gym. Yeah. Strength and conditioning type gym that is very non-machine based. Mm-hmm. That is that what that guy was doing? Wasn't there one in Rigby that was kind of focused on specific yeah. strength conditioning and that yeah. kind of stuff? And then, yeah, that kind or of they, fizzled out and it was bought by Fit One and now it's a commercial gym. Mm. Oh, Which, really? I mean, on, oh. like, I don't know who owns Fit One or Botify or whatever. Like, I mean, good for them. Like, it's cool what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I just think that that style only works for very specific people. I actually had someone in today <clears throat> that we ended up doing some personal training and um, he was like, dude, I went to all the gyms just trying to find what worked for me and I ended up just doing bicep curls and running at every gym that I went to. 
bicep curls and run on the treadmill, bicep curls and run on the treadmill. He's like, here, I started six months ago. I'm down 35 pounds. I went hiking more than I've hiked, hunting this, you know, ever in my life. And I could keep up with everybody. And it's like, I believe in this style. So even though their parking lots are full, maybe their pocketbooks are full. It's not the fulfillment mm-hmm. that that is possible. And that's really like even full circling this conspiracy wise, <clears throat> we're not taught to be fulfilled. We're taught to fulfill a role, fulfill this role in society, but you don't need to feel fulfilled. You need to work 40 hours a week. You need to pay taxes. You need to contribute so much to a 401k that we're going to control whether it goes up or down. And maybe when you're 65, you can retire unless we throw a pandemic into the wrench and have inflation go out the roof. So now 50% of retired people are looking for jobs. Yeah, that's wild. It's, it's nuts because it's a, a controlled system that's literally controlled by people that we elect, supposedly, elect, <laughs> see, because we should question everything, that we elect thinking that they're smarter than we are. Like, why would we elect somebody? Because we think that they're going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But they're fallible humans that think they know more than us. Yep. Um, getting back on conspiracies. <laughs> that is the conspiracy. No, no, that is the conspiracy, but... I know you guys are randomly going to know everything about this, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because you guys know all these conspiracies. But Nikola Tesla, I was watching a video on him and how he uh, had all these great ideas, and he's going to make electricity free for everyone. And when he died, he had boxes filled with you know, all, all of his inventions and everything. Apparently the CIA came in and took those boxes, and there's something like 20 boxes missing. Have you heard about that? Yeah, so I, I believe it was the FBI, or at least pre-FBI, because that was, I, I don't know. Or maybe exactly, it was the FBI. I don't know exactly when the FBI started, but it was like the the organization that existed right before the FBI. And then, what what was it, J, was it J. Edgar Hoover? This yeah, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So it was right before all of that. Anyways, they, they go in, they take all of his stuff, <clears throat> they comb through it, and years later... Nikola Tesla's family, I I believe they actually sued to get that information back. They wanted Hmm. all of his stuff back. And I'm off on numbers, but say it was 20 boxes that the FBI had. Mm -hmm. It was like nine boxes that went to the family. Yeah. So, yeah, stuff is is taken and suppressed all the time. Why, Why would a government who wants tax money... So essentially a business that has no incentive to actually produce on its promises Mm -hmm. or extremely large energy corporations ever let something like free energy come out, even though it's been proven over and over and over again that we can pull some type of energy out of the ether, Mm -hmm. out of the universe and power lights, power cars. But if you can't monetize it, why would you ever let that person? Yeah. Why would you? And I think they had enough respect for him that they just let him live. Nowadays, they just off you. Like someone produces a hydrogen car, you're just dead. Yeah. Because you've killed yourself. So <clears throat> we actually had, I might have told you, 
yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but growing up, there was a guy that uh, lived not too far from here, um, kind of in one of our, you know, towns around around Rexburg. But he developed this thing, and it, it was just something that went in your gas line, and it would meter, somehow it was more efficient at metering gas um, going into your into your engine, and had this whole thing documented with a you know video camera and everything and he started and drove like this whole huge loop around um like i don't know it was hundreds of miles or something like that got back home documented the whole thing videoed it had used like one gallon of gas because it made you know it just whatever this was doing yeah yeah it just was somehow would would make it use fuel more efficiently you know and uh so like lots of people in the community knew about it and uh, and i've even got friends that uh that it was their uncle one of the um one of the um people that worked at the fire station it was actually her husband's uncle or something like that anyway and uh so he was you know getting patents on this and everything this was like in the 70s or 80s or something and just quit doing it just you know Mm. it's like huh everybody's like what's going on why aren't you pursuing that anymore and he's like no i just lost interest in it not gonna do it anymore well he had gotten threatened like somebody had called and threatened him and his family that if they didn't if he didn't scrap that project then there was going to be problems so, I mean, just think about the amounts of technology that are suppressed. We have another friend that was that was a firefighter, that <laughs> yeah was. Uh, it's crazy that it's so close. Like we know him. Yeah, like this is this isn't like here's and he actually so this friend that was the firefighter actually knew this other guy that I'm talking about. They they grew up in close towns, and so I asked him about it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I remember when that happened, and I remember seeing his stuff, and it worked, and uh, people in the community had it on their cars, and it worked great and everything. And um, But so this guy, same kind of thing. He's into power-generating stuff. Yeah, with mostly and, with uh, magnets. Mm-hmm. But he created a, a free energy machine. All it would take mm-hmm. was a little bit of power to get moving, and once the motor was going... It kept going. Hmm. Yeah, that's so, free. That's free energy. You create one of those machines and send it to market it and patent it and send it to every single household out. Don't patent it. Mm-hmm. Don't patent it. It's free energy. How, how about you just help well, the world? Well, and that was the approach he wanted to yeah. take. Was you know like, hey, if I can, if I can build a business around doing this research that I really love and enjoy doing, and I can, I, I you know. I don't have to monetize it. I just want this out yep. there. And he, same kind of thing, had some stuff happen where he kind of got shut down. In a way, I think he's still pursuing it um, and doing some of that stuff. But, like, he kind of had said that there were some spooky things that had happened around that. Yeah. Hmm. And that's just close to home. Yeah. So now one person out of the 7 billion, supposedly, 7 billion people that live on the planet, um, we know him. How many other things are happening right now mm-hmm. that are suppressed? Yep. I, I think a lot of things are suppressed, and we're just, we never learn about them. 
Yep. You'll you'll see these obscure videos all over the place, and it's like, oh, that video is probably fake. Well, once you're into like 500 <laughs> fake videos, it's like, I don't know, guys. Out of these 500 fake videos, maybe one percent of them is real, which means there's five free energy machines that are sitting out there. Yeah. Well, and how many? So back to like the the like woo-woo stuff, you know, like frequency and that kind of stuff. Like, wasn't it that they were doing a, st well, the TV, yeah. like when the TV was invented, there was different, like five different people yeah. around the world yeah. that, inv that had invented the TV, but it was like back in what, like the 20s? Like, I don't know. Exactly I guess sure. I'm not yeah. sure, but, but you should know they didn't have the communication capabilities yeah. we have now. Like it yeah, was barely even, each other. yeah. And yet there was five people around the earth or however many that had created the television. Yeah. And so like you think about light and knowledge when somebody comes up with something new, it's probably not just that one individual that came up with that idea. There's probably others as well. And I've even seen that in my own life. Like we've had, me and my wife have talked about business ideas or whatever. And and uh like hey that would be a really good idea and we're like nah let's you know we don't have time or we don't want to do it or whatever guaranteed with within a year absolutely somebody else is doing it yeah. you know and yeah. so like now our if if we have an idea that we really like it's like oh we better get going on it right now because yeah. otherwise somebody else is gonna if we don't pick up on that that's you know we almost look at it as you know inspiration and knowledge that is coming to us if we don't pick up on it somebody else will you know i i totally agree yeah what was your business you had a, i saw something that you were gonna do that you didn't do and someone else picked up oh well i mean probably several honestly <laughs> like we have mm -hmm. ideas all the time that, mm -hmm. that we decide not to do uh but i remember my dad and he even pursued it he's like we need to have a uh uh, a pizza and salad buffet in Rexburg. Oh. And then like we were uh. looking at buildings. We were, we were, I was pretty young. He was running numbers, distributors, like the whole works and then just never pulled the trigger on it. And what happens a year later? Craigos. Yeah. You know, and good for Craigos, like yeah. good job for pulling mm -hmm. the trigger. Like mm -hmm. I love it, but somebody is out there pulling off of your thought frequencies and they will do it if you don't. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like it's okay not to as well. We yeah. had we there was a piece of property that came up for sale. This has been a few years ago, but we'd like drive by it all the time and we're like, oh, we ought to buy that, you know. Like it was a house, and then back behind it there was like I don't know four or five acres or something like that. And and me and my wife were always like, oh, we could buy that, build a driveway right here back to those other ones, split that off, you know, and then you could build two houses back there, whatever. Never did it. Never did it. It got, it got done the exact layout <laughs> that we said would be a good way to do it. You guys are so, so nice. You're so it's, nice. It's funny. You helped them. <laughs> gave you the idea. Have you heard the story of John? Well, no, and it's probably not even that. It's probably that a good idea is like kind of probably universally known as something that needs to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a need universally that needs to be filled. And so, you know. Have you heard of the theory that ideas are actually their own entities that exist hmm. that exist through frequency and then it they place themselves in the minds of those who are ready hmm. which is kind of interesting there's a, a book um, 
this is more of like a early Latter-day Saint book by Parley P. Pratt, where he actually talks about ideas as molecular. Hmm. Um, I think it was in the, I think it was the book, the key to the science of theology, but it might, it might've been a different book, but it's so interesting because this is like, you know, 1840s, 1850s. And he's talking about how, when we think a thought, we're actually creating it in our mind molecularly. And that if it's in there, once we've created it molecularly, then it can be transferred from the mind to the outside world. You're like, in the 1850s, hmm. we're talking about that? Yeah, that is interesting. Like, so ahead of its time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we always look back on 1800s and, you know, always look back, even all the way back to, like, Egyptian people. Like, how did they do that? How did they know how to do that? I think we just have a big head. Yeah. Like, I think we I totally think agree. that we are smarter. But think about people in the 1800s. All they did for entertainment was probably read or drink. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Or in yeah. the 1800s, they were moving into the ancient Tartaria sites. <laughs> or that. <laughs> no, but I just think, like, we always look back and like, well, they didn't have the technology. There's no way they could have figured it out. But, you know, I think they they were probably would blow us out of the water nowadays. Yeah. Just because how much time they spent talking and reading and studying and doing all that stuff. That's all they had. So. Yeah. Well, and technology might even be our crutch, yeah. you know, like you think about thought and frequency and the power of all of those things. That's all that m maybe, I mean, they could have had advanced technology too in some of those places, but uh, that's all they had. But yeah. that might be the superior form of technology rather yeah. than relying on a cell phone or yeah. a computer or something like that, you know, I don't know. No, I, I agree. Has so much has changed in the last hundred years. I was uh, doing a podcast with my dad and my brother because I kind of want to like immortalize some stories. Just mm -hmm. you know, my dad tells stories, but then I have to try to reproduce that story, and it's all going to change over time. <clears throat> His dad was born in 1905 and lived into the 70s. So when he was born, it was horse and buggy. Then it was cars. Then it was airplanes. Then it was spaceships. Yeah. Then it was someone on the moon, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Did we land on the moon? No. Nope, I've done the research. It doesn't check out. Alex Jones believes that we, we landed on the moon, but we lost the footage. So we had to fake the footage. Uh, it is an interesting thing. Like, you go on YouTube, and I don't know. Like, m my honest yeah. answer is I have no idea. Yeah. But, uh... Like, you go and watch the footage, and it seems very silly. Like, yeah. you know, like, okay, who's who's standing here videotaping him coming <laughs> out of the spacecraft, yeah. right? And oh, then... Oh, they, they, they sent a camera down remotely. They had remote control cars back <laughs> yeah, then? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, then the, uh, and then how does that get, you know, the technology to send that back to Earth real time? Yeah. And yet, like... Ten years ago, we couldn't get decent cell phone reception. We still can't like, get decent cell phone. Yeah. And the president <laughs> talked to the astronauts on the moon via landline? <laughs> what? And then when they're leaving, the camera, like, so they left a camera there, right? And they go launching off into space, and they had such good cameras that it panned up to follow it. Like, I just don't know. It, it Watching it, you're like... 
But man, that was strong tinfoil. <laughs> like that lunar lander, it was such strong tinfoil. And, you know, they got back to the, the space capsule with flappy doors. Um, and they were able to get through the Van Allen radiation belt. They can't even explain how they got through the Van Allen radiation mm. belt. Like, you know, it's just so amazing all that happened. Then they get back to the Earth and they start asking them questions like the Van Allen radi- radiation belt. And the, the astronauts are like, oh, What's that? <laughs> oh, you don't know what that is? That's the radiation belt that kills you if you go through it. <laughs> well, and wasn't isn't even their comment now like when they've been asked, like the actual people, like the NASA people, yeah. have been asked, why haven't we gone back? They said they lost the yeah, technology. The technology was lost. That's like they literally my said dog that. ate my homework yeah. kind of answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and some really interesting things. It, you see... The, the, was it Kennedy? No, it was Houston. Because Houston, we have a problem. So the, the Houston Space Center, and it's all of these, like, computer-looking things. You know, they got these little switches and these little <laughs> radar screens. Like, they actually were doing something. Well, when that whole program got scrapped, the government doesn't, well, maybe, maybe some of the government does, but the government doesn't usually just destroy everything. They put it up for auction. So this stuff goes to auction, and it gets sold to... A movie studio place because you know perfect props <laughs> and the guy goes through it and he's like there's nothing in these machines so either the really gov- yeah the government was like hey let's pull everything out of these machines because we don't want people to know what we had so the soviets can't reproduce how to go to the moon or there was literally nothing, nothing in those in and it. it was a movie set huh. like walt disney and operation fishbowl Walt Disney filmed some operations for the CIA. Why would Walt Disney mm-hmm. film operations? Mm-hmm. And then who was the guy? It was uh, 2000, like 2001 A Space Odyssey or something like that. I don't know. There's a movie called A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super, yeah. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. He's the one who, who helped NASA film everything. Hmm. So this is all movie producer crap. It's movie producers that are producing movies. Mm-hmm. Or we land on the moon. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> but there's stuff on the moon, right? Like you can look now and there's stuff I on the moon. I do there? not believe that you can actually take a telescope and see the flag that we landed on the moon. I don't think you can. Like I, I've presented this before and people are like, oh, I saw on a website this and that. But then you can go debunk that website. I do not think you can actually look really in through a telescope and see the flag or the footsteps. I heard that they left some kind of mirror or something and they can shoot a laser at it and it shoots back. That's and they're like, crap. no, look, we have this. <laughs> and so I don't know. I hope so. Prove it to me. Couldn't a satellite per, like propel that into the moon or something too maybe but yeah I don't dude, know. they sent it unmanned and they yeah. left that and they're like look we're, we went there yeah that was our stuff. i don't know i, don't I, know. I mean really it was this if if we won the space race we w- we would have faked the space the moon landing like if if winning the cold war is getting to the moon and we know that people are corrupt and governments can be corrupt then you can't change my mind that we wouldn't fake something to win that war not saying we did yeah but why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. if getting to the moon is what wins the war Mm -hmm. show someone a movie that you land on the moon yeah exactly and it takes relatively small amounts of resources and money to do that 
yeah. versus fighting World War Three. Yeah. Like, and then you do it, and you're like, well, crap, now we kind of have to go along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So and how many years till they say, okay, we, <laughs> we faked it. It would look good, right? Like, <laughs> They probably have, and no one gives a crap. I like, mean, they did the say Pentagon, the aliens. Yeah, can. the Pentagon comes out, and they're like, uh, so um, aliens exist. Uh, here's all of the... The, the Pentagon alien papers, and everyone's like, oh, cool, whatever. Aliens yeah. exist. It's like, no, the, the government just told us that they've been lying to us for years. So have you ever, speaking of aliens, this is pretty. This guy's pretty interesting. Just I'll really fast. While well, you're looking it up, Warner Von Braun was a Nazi. Yeah. He was brought over in Operation Paperclip, and he became friends with Walt Disney. Yeah. He creates NASA, and he was a Nazi. That came over with 3,000 other Nazis, starts NASA, and then on his tombstone is Psalms something something that talks about the earth and the firmament. The firmament is that thing that blocks us off from what exists on the other side. I believe that Werner von Braun believed in flat earth. Hmm. That's my statement of the day. <laughs> and he was a Nazi that yeah. we that our government brought over. Well, back to conspiracy. So, okay, if the Federal Reserve's true, what else could be true? If our Everything. government brought Nazi, was that was that paperclip? Paperclip. Yeah. yeah. So Operation Paperclip. You know, people like, oh no, the Nazis. We would never bring Nazis no. over. Yeah, that's fact. That's not conspiracy. No. That actually happened. So it's like, okay, if those two things are real, why couldn't World Trade Center be real? Why couldn't yeah. aliens be real? Why couldn't, you know, all yeah. this stuff? Yeah. Um, Operation Northwoods. That was, uh, Kennedy was put in, and the CIA goes to Kennedy, and they go, hey, so there's this operation. It's called Operation Northwood. We're going to fake that Cuba attacks us. But we can't fake an attack, so we're actually going to attack us. We're going to kill Americans. And kill our own people. We're going to say it's Cuba. And Kennedy's like, whoa, whoa, that's not okay. We don't do that. By the way, now I hate the CIA. I'm going to crush them into a thousand pieces. Secret societies are bad. Secret societies have always been bad. The CIA is a secret society. Boom. Dead. Yeah? Yeah. So what I'm getting from this is aliens exist. They own the Federal Reserve. Oh, I never they, thought about that. I don't know. But there this guy, so that Gaia app or whatever yeah, yeah. that I sent you. Did I send you the the alien one? No, I've been watching the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Disclosure with yeah, Stephen Greer. I only watched the first episode. It's pretty interesting. Like he, and like looking at him, it's not like he's a guy that you think is trying to like lie to you or is crazy or anything. He's like very upfront about, he, he goes around and does uh, like... Like, uh, like they pull them in, right? Like they, they kind of like pull the aliens in. Yeah. And he'll go around and do like, like a meeting or whatever with people. Like, what am I trying to, like you go to like, not a convention, yeah, but like a say, like, seance either. Cause that makes yeah, it sound even that. worse. But I would like, be like a, there's a group of people, like a business, like a, like a convention. A convention. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's not the, that's not exactly the word I'm looking for. But uh, retreat. He, he goes around. Yeah, he goes around and does these clinics or whatever, and people come in and they do meditations and stuff, 
and they pull in aliens from from uh, out in the universe. Aliens come yeah. from. Yeah, and but then from he goes Africa. into but then he goes into like if you get like three or four episodes in, he gets into like the problems that he's had with the government because of it. Yeah. And basically like high up people being like, Hey, like we know this stuff, but we don't want anybody else to know this stuff. And like, we have all of these spacecraft and we have all of these things. And anyway, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because even me believing so many conspiracy facts, because we know that a lot of them are real. Mm Mm-hmm. When we talk about this, I'm like, we're talking about summoning aliens? <laughs> like, what? What are we talking about? Well, his his stance is that they are all peaceful. Yeah. And they're watching, which is interesting because Joe Rogan's kind of talked about this too. And, like, they have a specific interest in Earth because if we because our technology is getting to a point to where we can use nuclear weapons. And he... Um, they have specifically told him that when a nuke goes off on earth, it creates huge like percussion type waves out through space that causes damage on, in their worlds and their, and that kind of stuff, which he said that they like some come from worlds in our universe and some come from like other dimensions even. Or the other side of the ice wall. Sure. (laughs) But, uh, but anyway, so that's why, so he said like that his, his, uh, stance is that they're all peaceful and they just come to try to, or they're just watching us to make sure that we don't do something stupid. Basically. If If they are that advanced, they have to be peaceful because if they're not peaceful, yeah, they would have destroyed themselves. We're already dead. Yeah, but part of me too is like I've seen Star Trek. I know that there's I know that there's bad guys too. Yeah, you, there's, there's you would think guys. so, but maybe yeah. not. Which it would be cool if they're all peaceful, well, but so maybe off subject, but but not. Where I'll, I'll try to go to the right place here. When I was growing up, it was like were I, you abducted by I was, I was abducted. <laughs> this is my story. No. Um, <clears throat> Because of how I was taught, I, I connected all drugs on the same plane. Mm-hmm. So marijuana was the same as cocaine, was the same as heroin, was the same as LSD, was the same as mushrooms, was the same as... I, I, I don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that heroin and cocaine are not good. Um, I, I don't know on marijuana. Like I don't think that we should be regulating it from people. I think people can make their own decisions, that sort of thing. I believe in the research that I've done and people that I've talked to, uh, mushrooms are a way to a consciousness that we don't understand. And when someone is trying to become more conscious and connected, whether that's to earth, higher power, divinity, themselves, whatever that is, they become more peaceful. So maybe as these beings or aliens or whatever we want to call them they're and and we've even heard like like bob lazar who might be a nut job or maybe not but Mm -hmm. he predicted stuff that exists way before it was supposed to exist like element 115 he said that these crafts and the people that are running them 
they're one with the craft. They're, yeah. they're running the craft off of their, their thought projections. That's what this guy says, yeah. too. So if we have a race that is that advanced, maybe you just become peaceful. Like, maybe their consciousness level is so high that they, 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 they know that killing is just stupid. Yeah. Well, and he said, too, like, even a lot of, the, a lot of them can like telepathically communicate and that kind of stuff. And even across huge distances, right? Cause yeah. I mean, you think about like with our understanding, like Newtonian physics or whatever, like you think about traveling through the universe. Well, it's like 8 billion light years, you know, like yeah. it's impossible to even at the speed of light move. And so he talks about it in a, in the consciousness portion of it that you can, you know, you can project your thoughts billions of light years away to these other beings or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and that's how they communicate. That's how they get around is going in and out of dimensions and stuff, which is crazy to think, like to think about that. You're like, man, that's, that's nuts. But how, but even back to like our simple, our simple explanation about thought, like, okay, if I, if I get a good idea and I don't do that idea, somebody else is going to do it, you know, a business idea or whatever. Yeah. Where'd that thought go? Well, yeah. Where did it go? And where did it come from? Yeah. Who's to say to it brain. didn't come from billions of light years? Like mm. consciousness yeah. could be everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, we even talk about that, like how God is everywhere essentially yeah like who's to say that that's not the same influence or power or whatever that the same consciousness or whatever you know i don't know yeah. i don't know so we might say it's kooky and that it's crazy but it's not crazy enough for the cia to study they've pulled people in uh the whole stranger things series is is based on a cia experiment that was done where they brought kids in hmm. and they they taught these kids to to mind project into other places mm -hmm. so they're like mm -hmm. i've read the documents that's mm -hmm. just so crazy is mm -hmm. this is all this is all like yeah the they vault, call it the es vault. esp i'm not sure but they there was so <clears throat> i can't remember if it was him kids to go oh. spy telepathically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's papers written on it mm -hmm. and declassified and even adults too like there was one i'm trying to remember where i watched it might have been another documentary on that app um but they this yeah it was an actual i can't remember what the cia program was called but they could they were spying on people in russia and russia was doing the same thing back to us during the cold war and they like one example was this guy could see inside of a missile silo or something like something like that, like it was a secured thing in a mountain or whatever, go to a room, open up a file cabinet and read information in the file cabinet. And then, and like they would tell him, like they knew for a fact that he did not have prior, you know, knowledge of it or yeah. anything. And he would get it right. Or they would, there was another one where they brought some people in and this guy gave him the coordinates of a cabin that he had just built a little off-grid cabin and um 
so the people are like, oh, there was like two or three different people. And they described like this huge compound and like these, you know, like specific kinds of vehicles and like there was, you know, even like some of these implements and stuff that they were using and whatever. And so the guys doing the, the test are like, man, you're way off. Like, holy crap. Obviously, this doesn't work. Well, the guy was driving to his cabin or something and notices this little, like, roadway that he's never noticed before, kind of close to where he was at. So he goes driving down there. It was a secure NSA location, and it was exactly what those people had described. And, that, like, I think it was the NSA anyway. The NSA got wind of it yeah. and freaked out and, like, came in and were trying to shut down their program or learning what was going on because nobody knew about that, that secure location. Hmm. That's how cool. does that work? Yeah. I want, I want to learn how to do that. <laughs> well, that, I mean, in the, in the CIA Mushrooms. document, it's, <laughs> yeah, right? well, I, there's something there. I mean, you know, obviously Joe Rogan talks about it, but I got interested in it after Joe Rogan. So I started asking people that I knew that I was pretty sure had done mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk veils yeah. and they do too. Hmm. It's just, they're like, honestly, there's like this veil that's kind of lifted and we see entities and you see the same entities that your buddy is seeing that's mm-hmm. next to you. Now, I think that a, a lot of these let's call them plant medicines, have more to do with intention. You know, so you'll talk to people that have done mushrooms like in high school at a party. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very different than someone who goes to Costa Rica to do ayahuasca with an intention. And so yeah. very, very different. But it, all of this has been studied by the government and declassified. Um, <clears throat> the LSD and mind control, totally, 100% CIA. MK Ultra, where they mind control people like Zoolander. <laughs> I mean, pretty much like that style of it. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening right now. The, you know, they'll say that they scrap a program. They're like, "Oh, MK Ultra, we got rid of that because mm-hmm. that's so." No, you didn't. You changed the name and you made it more secret. That's just what they do. So that, so that uh, it's called Third Eye Spies. Okay, so it's on that app. Okay. And it talks about, uh, yeah, talks about that. I was watching a but, video, and, and this lady might be a kook. Like, that's the whole thing with all this is I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I want to know, so I'm going to go out and just keep looking until the, they kill me or whatever. Um, there's this lady that's like, yeah, I was, uh, I was remote viewing this secret base in Antarctica, and I was caught by another guy who was remote viewing Hmm. this place in Antarctica. She said, so she starts to like run from this guy in her mind, or I don't know how this all works, but essentially like she's remote viewing a place at the same time that someone else was remote viewing the same place. Like, I don't get, I don't get any of this. Like, I don't even know if someone's smart enough to think this crap up in their mind. Like it might be true just because of that. Yeah. Just (laughs) because it's out there. Yeah. In that, uh, that Stephen Greer one, I think it's like episode five or something. Like after a while, he talks about uh, like black programs, like 
or something like that, or like super racist, like black, like like black. I can't remember like black box programs or something. Anyway, programs within the government that are still getting funded by government funds. Yeah, but like, there's only certain people that will be able to know about it. And even like the president, like he knew of specific examples where the president was like, hey, I need to know about this. And they're like, nope, sorry, you don't. Yeah. Like there's there's people that know about it and there's people that don't. And he was talking about a, like a military guy that he was having to do something. Like he was having to testify for this guy or something. And that guy had had access to one of these, you know, these shadow programs or whatever. And um, he had to do something, you know, something with it. And that guy had access to, like, I think he said, like, 116 of these programs. So he got, he, like, found out about all these programs through having to work on this thing with this one guy. So he's like, there's so many programs out there. that, And the money is um, just, like, dark money. Like, it gets, it, it comes from... Like, there's ways that they will launder money and it gets, yeah, you the, know, funneled the, in. Or the military will have a budget item that's, they don't, you know. So you hear about, oh, well, they don't know where $2 trillion went. It very easily could have gone to these yeah. these kind of programs, you know. When when a toilet costs $15,000, you're like, okay, where'd the other uh, $14,800 <laughs> go? Right. And that stuff happens all the time. It even happens in local governments mm-hmm. it, where it's like, why did that cost so much money? Where did that money go? It doesn't matter. Well, and look at how much cash there was like in Iraq, for instance, yeah. that all of a sudden just disappeared, whatever, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or think about the amount of money they're funneling to Ukraine. Yeah. Where's I mean, that money going? And so he said that like a lot of these programs are international programs too, you know, and so there's... A, cells or whatever in other countries that might be working together. So, I mean, if they're funneling money back and forth, then it's just their way of doing that. Yeah. And there's no oversight. No. So they can do whatever they want, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing is when you look at, you think of the United States, we're the good guys, right? And we don't do those things that Russia does and we don't do those things that China does. And then you slowly start finding (laughs) out that, yeah, we we do those things, and we're probably, we're probably better worst. at it, <laughs> yeah. or the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that book that you you turned me on to. Um, oh yeah, Confessions of an Econo- Economic Hitman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, so tell tell that to John. So it's been a while since I've read that, but so this guy essentially was like got approached in college, and would say, or you know, for got approached by this company and was like hey do you want to well, you're telling this i'm just gonna go turn that off so that i don't know okay. what you're messing with and so he's like you know got approached to be like an international businessman or something like mm-hmm. that anyway was working for a corporation that was in boston and so then so he accepts this job and goes in well what they were doing is they would go in to like a third world country and they would say hey you've got all of these great natural resources if you hire us, we will build you a dam that produces electricity and then raises the standard of living of your family, right? Or whatever. So they would go in. And uh, so he was kind of like the negotiator for this. 
And what they would do is once they would negotiate that and the countries would agree to it, then they would say, okay, well, you guys go to the World Bank and take out this multi-billion dollar loan to pay for this infrastructure, and then we'll help you build it. We'll hire a bunch of people in your country. You'll have a bunch of jobs. Like, it'll be really good, you know? So this country, so, um, but what they would do, I guess, when they were doing that negotiation, they would skew the numbers big time. Hmm. So they would say that they needed a whole bunch more money than they actually did and that they would get more of a benefit than they would. And so these countries would go take, you know, get the loan. And then these guys would actually hire American companies to come in and do all the work. Mm -hmm. So they weren't making any jobs for those third world countries. They were in debt way past what the benefit was that they were getting, you know, so they'd say, oh, you're going to get this much electricity out of this. Well, it would end up being like a tenth of the amount of electricity or whatever. So there was no way that they could pay the loans off. And so then they would say, okay, now we own you. And it's American companies now, you know, have their hooks in these third world countries. And then they're exporting all the oil that they're getting. They're exporting all the energy. So it was a way to go in and basically swindle these countries Mm. and make them be in tons of debt and there was nothing that you know they just had to go along with whatever they were told to do because they were in so much debt well this guy kind of figured that out after a while that you know what he was doing was bad and started being like looking into it and stuff well and he was also getting you know moving up in the company and that kind of stuff well, he found out that his company was actually getting funded directly by the Department of Treasury. <laughs> so it was it was just a front for the yeah. American government to go in and basically imperialism, go in and control these countries and take their stuff, but also have control over them. And what, and it what was, time was that? Like in the 70s. In the or, 70s. Or the or, 80s or now. Now. <laughs> but then he said, too, like if, you know, there were some leaders that would would never agree to it. They knew what was going on, and so they would never agree to it. And so then they would send in, I think he called it like the jackals or something, but basically the CIA. And those leaders would end up dying. Like there was a president of Ecuador, I think, or Panama or something, where they were, you know, They'd been in negotiations. He wasn't going to do it, wasn't going to do it. Well, he was flying an airplane somewhere, and the airplane crashed, and he died kind of thing. What and a then, coincidence. And then, and then a leader got small, put in. Small airplanes, man. Yeah. And then a leader got put in that was all gung-ho and ready to go. I mean, that's everything. what happened in Ukraine, right? That The guy before the leader now got ousted, and then we put someone in that likes America, and then Russia's like, likes I don't play like ball. That. Yeah. So it's not... It's wild. In the past, it's still going on, probably. That's good. That book's a good read. It's called it is. Uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yeah. I think, and I think there's a part two. two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think I've read the good one. one. And he's still alive? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, I think he is. Hiding out in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I do think that they allow some of this to be to be put out, you know, like like we were talking Epstein and Ghislaine. Like, it, they they allow some of it to be put out because that's where it ends, mm-hmm. right? You learn that it happens. You learn that 
there was this list and there was this island and you learn that there that the United States is involved in crashing economies of other countries and we're infuriated by it. And then it for ends. a day. And then it ends. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, then you don't hear about it anymore. Yeah. I can't believe that we would do that. That's crazy. Things are getting worse. And what do we do? Nothing. Mhm. It's like uh, AOC, she's getting um she's getting uh what do they call it? Uh, an ethics committee, a house ethics committee is looking into her right now. And it's like, okay, what for what? Yeah. You know, yep. she'll get a slap on the wrist. She'll get fined, you know, $5,000 and whatever. Like yep. not, none, nothing ever happens. Well, even like the Trump thing, like that was, you know, I, I wasn't really a Trump guy necessarily or anything, but man, if he would have got like, Hillary in jail or something like that. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like I would have been, yeah. Been all, well, you know, like I would have been a supporter, but then it's like nothing raiding Mar-a-Lago and they're like, Oh, two of his companies have committed tax fraud. And it's like, I don't believe that crap. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you, it's a, he's a political opponent that you're going after. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's, it's crazy. We live mm-hmm. in a weird world. Like it's, but even on the flip side of that, like, <laughs> Because I agree with that, but even look, you know, kind of, you know, criticizing Trump in that, hey, you said that you were going to do these things and you didn't. Yep. You know, kind of thing. Like, if there's wrongdoing here, then be that guy that stands yep. up and says, I'm not going to play the game and you did this stuff and you're going to, you know. Yeah. I and I've know. said that to people and like, well... He had to get a second term, so he's going to wait till the next term. I don't give a crap about terms. He didn't yeah. get elected anyways. You want to you want to get a first. You want to get a second term. Start cleaning yeah. that thing up. Yeah, you said drain the swamp. No mm-hmm. one was drained. I don't think that he's going to win. I don't this think second so term. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think him and DeSantis are going to, if they don't figure out a way to. I don't know. I think DeSantis could have a, a shot maybe, but if they're just running against each other, they're going to split it. And, yeah. and I don't think Trump could win on his own anyway. No. You know, it's, no, it's got to have a super strong running mate, mm-hmm. which was weird that it was Mike Pence. Like no one heard him. Yeah. Pence. Didn't know about him. Um, also, I got a little turned off the other day. Trump said something about suspending the constitution because of this new light that came out from Twitter. I had, Twitter I, had, I had seen like a headline on that, but I didn't really dig into it. Yeah, what was that all any, about? Well, I didn't dig in either. Mm. So uh, it, it might've been taken out of context, but if we're, if we're ever talking about suspending that constitution, mm-hmm. we've got a problem now that the constitution was suspended, by the way, I believe it was in 1871 when we became a corporation, the corporation of the United States, um, instead of the actual Republic of the United States. Um, but, you know, another subject. We suspend the Constitution every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> really, with yeah. the laws and the things we have going on right now. I mean, yeah. none of it's constitutional. Absolutely. You know, but but blatantly pulling the plug on it to go after something is definitely the wrong move. Yeah. It's scary. But, but. It, I wonder, too, though, like, People said the same thing 50 years ago. People probably said the same thing 100 years ago. It's just today we can talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. You know, and it's always been the end of days, right? Even since the Bible, it was the end of days. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I do feel like we're accelerating towards the end of days, (laughs) though. Yeah. You know, like it's, I don't know. 
the that line between right and wrong is very skewed and continues to get there, you know, yeah. or continues to be more so. Well, is it know. different or do we just find out about it more? Because that's the thing is I, I still see that like technology, I think people have been the same for thousands of years. The things that we're doing now, they did thousands of years ago. We just hear about it more because of technology. That could be. Is it easier to suppress it because of technology as well? You know, because I, I think it's harder, right? Well, I, I don't know, because, you know, think back in the day if something was leaked and it came out via newspaper, it's really hard to go out and terminate all those newspapers or burn all of those articles. Today, it, not only is the website shut down, the article has bots, or there's bots that go out and find your articles and, and shut them down. Hmm. So unless someone's physically taken a picture of it and printed it out, even at that point it doesn't matter because they re-upload it and it's gone. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, if there was a scandal or we knew about giants and mounds, it was put out via books and newspapers. Mm. That's why I think mm. pre-1900s is the best place to find information about history mm. is because it wasn't suppressible. Yeah. So you could actually take truth and learn it. But then what happens now? Textbooks? You going to trust a textbook in history? Well, but you could say the same thing about pre-1900, too. You know, depending yeah, on well, who the true. printer of the book is. <laughs> yeah, very You true. know, I don't know. Yeah. Don't yeah, know. very true. Well, history is a tough one. Yeah. Because who writes history? The victor? And then it's the the historians of the victor. And their bias. And their bias. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know. I love Dan Carlin. Like, the, the yeah. World War One series. But yeah, that's... even as deep and awesome as that is, that's all information that was written by the victor. So it's tough. Yeah. Yep. My history is different than it actually was because I'll tell a story and then that story will change. And, and it's not that I'm consciously changing that story. They just change. Hmm. Like that. there's some study. We'll have to fact check it or whatever. But where people... People's memories are so yeah. far off from their actual memory. Yeah, I heard that too. Like the actual truth. Yeah, fifty percent. Like it's it's fifty percent wrong. I guess however you measure that. Isn't that? Crazy? But that no, means that it's mind, wrong it's like, no, I remember. over half of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it. I'm re- I remember mm-hmm. it exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Like, but if it was filmed, you remembered it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's it's that uh, I heard that from that Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Um, okay. He talks about that, how, you know, like we're so hung up on our past and he's like, studies have come out where half of what you think happened actually didn't happen that way. So you're hung up on these emotions that probably didn't even happen. You know, you're embarrassed or you think somebody wronged you or whatever. And it's not even, it's not even real. It's kind of crazy. And if we're thinking of our past that wrong, how wrong are we thinking of our future? Yeah. That we mm. haven't even created yet. But we have this anxiety of all these bad things that can mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe change our mind and what good things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Mark Twain that said, I've had many worries in my life, many of which haven't even come true or yeah. something like yeah, that? Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Good quote. <laughs> yeah. So people should go out and research... Federal Reserve, Operation High Jump, which we didn't even get into. Which one's High Jump? I don't even know what that one is. Antarctica. 
Okay. Getting over the uh, ice I wall. I didn't know what that one is a little bit, yeah. Yeah. After, well, after the ice wall <clears throat> or after high jump, it was pretty crazy how quickly countries came together to be like, hey, so there's something called an Antarctic Treaty. You you can't go to Antarctica anymore because it's this sacred land that we're going to protect. It's like, or you found something that you don't want everybody to know. Mm-hmm. Um, after high jump, I think it was Operation Fishbowl. I wonder how, how do they keep people from going to Antarctica? Do they like there are vi- Yeah, you can so you can watch videos and fighter jets and um, the, the battleships, mm-hmm. they will intercept and they intercept fast. Really? So if you get too far south, it's like that. You'll watch videos of fishermen, and they're out, and they're like fishing, everything's good, and then all of a sudden, fighter jet, battleship comes in, and they're like, you can't be here, you're too far south. It happens from Antarctica, it happens from... Like, um, too far south? It's like, this is international waters. Yeah. Like, you How do they even like, scramble jets out there? I have no idea. We'll probably off of... What chili? The uh, southern no. tips of or off of Antarctica itself. Is there a base yeah. on Antarctica? Well, so there are like three places in in Antarctica that you can go and visit, um, like as a civilian. But those three places are very strategically placed to be like the cold, scary parts of Antarctica. But hmm. in o- Operation High Jump, Robert Byrd comes back. So a- Admiral Admiral Byrd that gets sent on this expedition, he comes back. He starts doing a bunch of news interviews, and he's like. South of the pole, which I don't know how you go south of the pole. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. You're just going north again. Mm-hmm. South of the pole, we found a land that was as big or bigger than the United States that was green and that had rivers and forests and animals we've never seen. Hmm. It's Admiral Bird. Like... United States Admiral sent on a mission. Are those like interviews on YouTube? They're all yeah, they're all over. Really? No one talks about it because huh. that's not part of our history. We wanna we wanna rewrite what actually happens. Well, even the oldest maps <laughs> they have the world don't they have first green? hit? I type in Admiral, right Ooh, there. It first one popped there. up. Yeah, first one there. Or this is a big misinformation campaign that they want us to start mm-hmm. to learn something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, maps. Uh, maps the, are insane. What's the uh, that old map? It's like from the 1500s, something like Pinker something. I don't know, but I've seen old maps that have the New World perfectly in them before they were ever supposed to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it it's it's pretty interesting stuff. Like lands that were literally not supposed to be known until Columbus got here that are on perfect maps in the 1300s, 1200s. Hmm. Yeah, the, the Pinkerton map. Yeah, it shows Antarctica, and I think it has parts of Antarctica that are green. So maybe ancient. Um, does it have the United States on there? Uh, it has South America. So South America, but not North? Because there's some old maps that show... I'm guessing that's South America yeah. right there. Yeah. It goes off to so Antarctica, they, but look, the the ice yeah. isn't portrayed on the coast. Well, Antarctica's funny even on Google Earth. Just you can zoom in anywhere on the entire earth that you want to zoom into. Try to zoom into Antarctica. Hmm. They except for the three locations that they allow you to go to. It's crazy. All right, do we need to go there? To Antarctica? Yeah. They won't let us. You can't get there. Can't we fly your plane? No, that's a little tiny plane. <laughs> so we need a jet? I, 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 and the fighter jets are going to blow us yeah, out of the Yeah, then the air. fighter jets blow huh. out of the water. Um, there was something the other day that, that came out, and they said that they found a, a river um, 
an under ice river in a- Antarctica. And it's like, are they just giving us nuggets at this point? Like, hmm. you know, or how long has, have we known there's a river there? How long have we known? Mm-hmm. There's this crazy story of Admiral Byrd, one of his guys. Uh, th- and this just sounds so hokey and, and kooky that it's like, I don't think we've ever been taught it because it just sounds so wrong. They go, they're going south. They go past this certain point. They start to see green and all their instruments on their airplane go out. They think they're going to crash. So they're trying to find a place to land. But as they do, it's like they have this memory lapse and they're like, we just got back into the ice somehow. We don't know how, but we got back Hmm. into flying in ice and we were able to, our instruments then worked and we were able to find our way back to where we were supposed to go. This is like operation high jump documents that were declassified. Hmm. They, they, they hand it to us. Like the government's handing us this stuff. We're just never taught it or they're handing us misinformation, which is also possible too. Maybe it's all fake. It's hard to know. I'm gonna have to do my homework the, on the uh, that Stephen Greer guy on the about the because you've like seen all the Joe or listened to all the Joe Rogan stuff where he's talking to the guys that are um, have seen like the UFOs or whatever oh, yeah. you know and that yeah kind like of the Tic Tac the mm-hmm. so he said so his view on that was that that's all man made stuff yeah like he he said that the um, What's the Lockheed? Is it Lockheed? I don't know. One of the big, um, one of the big. It's like Northrop Grumman. There's I think Lockheed. It was Lockheed. Like he called it Lockheed Skunk Works. So Skunk Works was the division yeah. that was a little more hidden. They're yeah, the ones like who made the SR seventy one Blackbird and. Like he was talking to one of those guys. I think like the main guy. Like. Was the guy's name Lockheed? I don't know. Or his name was Skunk. But I don't, I don't anyway. But he's like, oh yeah, like we have all that stuff out in the desert, like yeah. you know, like these drones that can move the way that they're moving and everything. So that was what he said: is that a lot of that stuff that we're seeing now is man-made, yeah. and we've had it for a long time. But that's interesting to think of it in that frame too, because then it's like, oh well. The government is just feeding us nuggets and trying to create disinformation. You know what I mean? Well, there's a couple things. So one, we, we started talking about free energy machines and you can't convince me that the internal combustion engine is still the best way to, right. to make all this happen. It, what that convinces me of is that oil is a really good way to make money. You also can't mm-hmm. convince me that an, a late 1950s early 1960s airplane the sr-71 blackbird is still the fastest plane known to man mm-hmm. just doesn't really jive there's just stuff that exists that we don't know about the the pyramid builders had technology that we just don't understand or we don't know about today the the government has stuff that we just don't know about or understand today like it's just it's just how it is mm-hmm yeah. But I want to know. Well, I mean, you think about the way that even our personal technology has grown like exponentially over the last 10 years. 
And like you say, like, okay, and we don't have any better technology than the SR-71, or we don't have any better technology than we had when we went and landed on the moon. I know. And yet yeah, our, moon, our, personal, our personal technology has grown exponentially over yeah. 10 years' time. It still does, year to year. There's more technology in your cell phone than we had to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. But we lost that technology. Mm-hmm. And we can't figure it out again. Yeah. But yet we can figure out how to like have a magical screen light up in our, you know, like, yep. like it's, in, it's crazy thinking well, about what this is compared nuts. to what we had when we were kids. Yep. Like you want the answer to anything. You just talk into this thing and it tells you the answer. Like it's science fiction. Wait till Neuralink like, is implanted in our brains mm-hmm. and we can just pull information immediately. But at the same time, if you mess up, they'll pull your information immediately. Mm, yeah. So, hey, you had a thought that was nefarious against the government. Dead. No, our government. But they would maybe, never do, but they maybe would that's never how do these that. other civilizations get so advanced, though, too, is they all, they all think exactly the same thing. But then that comes back to how can that be allowed to happen if there, if it takes agency out of it? Like, how could that be a natural law to aspire to if there's no agency? Like kind of, well, I don't know if our finite, our foundational belief is that we were sent here because of agency. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't believe that those cyborg type things like our cell phone or Neuralink is raising our consciousness. So I actually don't believe that it's yeah, true. It's creating agency in any way. I actually think it's the opposition that it's pulling. It's striving for yeah. control. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Because there's really just there's light and dark. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. There's light and light that exists and there's dark that exists. There's good and there's evil. Now that lives in all of us. Like we're good and evil. It's just what we're choosing to let out. You know, I have, I, I really don't like the government and the control that they have over us. But on the same plane, I believe that most of them as individuals want the best for society. Mm-hmm. They actually believe that what they're doing is great. I, it's the system that scares me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to like, let the government know you don't need to kill me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'll play ball. Don't yeah. Play. Like I, I think that individually they're they're good. Like mm. even on a, a local and, and an international level, I, there are evil people. Yes, but it's like the systems that we've built mm-hmm. that has created the evil. The people aren't evil. There are some evil people, but for the most part, people are good. Well, and that is yeah. That's an interesting thought. I mean, because I agree. Like you go talk to whatever leaders and you're like, ah, they're good guys. Yeah. It's almost like that system is just grab as much as you can, or maybe that's like a human condition. If you're over something, then you're going to grab as much control as you possibly can. Cause it is weird that you break it down into individuals individually. Nobody really wants to control anybody and force yeah. their opinion. I don't know. Maybe there is some. Well, I don't no, there know, probably but are. You know what but I mean? like, I feel like my wife and I could go to dinner with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her husband yeah. and have some great conversations. Mm-hmm. Do I think that her ideology is wrong for America? Yes. But she doesn't believe that. Mm-hmm. She believes that it's what's right for America. So she's a person. I'm a person. Our 
or hus- uh, husband and wives or, you know, I'm thinking I was trying mm-hmm. to say wives mm-hmm. and she's married <laughs> to a guy. Um, they're, they're people. I don't know. Maybe we all just need to raise our consciousness Maybe. and understand that we are all just people on an earth. They just need to raise their consciousness and understand that we're right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Joe Rogan, he's like, I don't think that people, and maybe it was Terrence McKenna, but one of them were like, you shouldn't even be allowed into public office unless you've done mushrooms. Hmm. Because when you leave that experience, you're a different person. You don't even want to be a leader at that point because you're like, no, man, Mm -hmm. like, I can't lead. I can't. I can't. Lead. I love you, man. Else. I love you. Yeah. Um, I I just think that our consciousness level as a whole has gone down so much that we're not connected to anything anymore. Yeah. Because of technology, then. I think technology has a lot to do with it. I think it's what we were talking about, kind of in the beginning, how we're not taught that we're divine in any way, yet science is proving that we're all connected. Like if you if you read ancient texts where they're like you will find God within yourself, well, that's not going to be taught anywhere now mm-hmm. except for science is teaching mm-hmm. it. You're like science mm-hmm. is telling us that we're all connected and string theory and attachment and mm-hmm. you can't find an electron unless you think of it and then boom all of a sudden the electron is there. Like we were taught that in ancient texts, it was lost over these ages except for taught by like you know some like Plato and and. Socrates and these certain people throughout time and then it was like the dark ages and then boom now science is proving it all again I just think it's cool yeah yeah you need to meditate more you need to pray more yeah I I do agree with that yeah I enjoy meditation I I haven't done it very much until like the last six months yeah maybe but it's good stuff it's good stuff for I I actually, I I don't meditate well. But what's helped me a lot lately is jujitsu. Yeah, because the last forty five minutes is the most meditative state that I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. When you're actually just like, it's not truly life and death, but you're just sparring. You're just you're you're rolling. You're fighting with someone. They're choking you, or they're you know breaking your arm, or not truly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the only time that I can actually get into this meditative flow state i just need to actually well i mean that's the key to meditation is being in the present moment and not being in the past or in the future so like even tactical games for me it's like i'm focused 100 percent on what i'm doing right here you know and 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 it's it's a good thing but and and, but that is hard to do because as far as meditation you sit down it's quiet you're trying to, you know, just be right in the present moment. And instead you're thinking, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I got to do this today and this today and call that person. And, you know, I mean, it is, it takes a lot of work to get there. And that work is important. So like, I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from people that meditate because I actually need to, you know, I'm, I'm copping out by using jujitsu. No, I think it's a form of it. I mean, you need to sit. I I believe you need to sit down with a five minute timer and focus on your breath and see how hard it is to focus on our breath. And this is me. Like when I actually like dedicated prayer time, Mm -hmm. how dedicated am I in that prayer time? You know, that should also be a meditative time, Mm -hmm. no matter like whoever prays to whoever. 
um, I'm just talking me and how I do it. It's crazy how my mind wanders. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't even be present to pray for five minutes. Yeah. Like, come on, Tyler, get with this. Mm-hmm. And then we want to go out into life and, and be creators and create these things. Well, which we all do in this room. We're not taught to go do that yet. We can't focus on breathing for five minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of power in focusing on that breath or actually talking to your higher power. Yeah. Yep. Or focusing on what you actually want your future to be or yeah. focusing on, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, yeah. You, lot of good stuff. you writing, John, you writing your stuff down and talking with your wife about it, th- that really might have been written in the cosmos to bring it to pass. Well, yeah, and that's a weird thing. Like I said, it's not something that we probably should have had it written down and like on our fridge or something to see every day, but we like were very specific. We spoke about it and then forgot about it for years, and then the way that mm. it's all played out, exactly like exactly to where we were talking about. I- I don't know if I completely agree with people that review their goals every day. Now, someone probably has a story where they're like, I reviewed this goal every day and I found it. What I've found for myself and and what I've also listened to from others and like experts in the field, it's knowing what you want and then letting it go. Mm -hmm. So the, the biggest goals that we've ever reached were ones that we wrote or talked about and literally forgot about. Mm -hmm. It's like we wrote them, we let them go. Because I think, too, if you chase it too hard, um, I'm not going to find a better way to put this, but I know there's a better way to put it. If you chase it too hard, you're chasing it away. Hmm. So you need. Well, and that goal probably, if that's what you really want, then it was probably. Because it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Yeah. Did I think that, or was that intention out there naturally anyway, and I just connected with it, right? And that's probably the case. True. In some of those things is that's what was meant to be anyway. That was kind of the destiny, I guess, if you will, or whatever. And I wanted that, you know, like we matched up together. Not like I'm thinking some random thing that, you know, you know what I mean? No, like, I, I think I know. Are you talking kind of frequency wise? It's almost like you you're on that vibe and then it like jived into yeah. the same vibe. And you might skew from that vibe yeah. as time goes on, but then you refine it. Like finding or, my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that I wanted to marry someone much, much better than me, but I, I wasn't, I didn't know what to look for. Yeah. I just knew that I'd marry someone that was much, much better than me. And then she just falls into my life and somehow falls in love with this. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She was probably. Like, it was probably, you know, because you're like, oh, man, like, look what I did. I went and got this person and whatever. Like, no, you probably were more. Yeah, on the the same. It probably had less to do with some to do with you, but more to do just with the way that the cosmos. I don't know. Like the way that that stuff was, you know. Someone on my mission said, you've just dedicated two years of your life. To God, when you get home, you can ask for something big and make sure that it's not a car or a house. Make sure you're asking for the right thing. And like, there's probably something to that as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you ask, you let it go. 
you you date around in the pool <laughs> and then you find what's right yeah like i just I, I think this stuff goes so deep like we've talked about giving before mm-hmm. it, there's something now religion has taught it and it's been lost and now the new age gurus are teaching that it's important so it's like the same thing as the dark ages and 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 all of that what does giving do well somehow it makes you receive you can't receive until you give well they've taught forever in religion pay tithing it just so happens when you pay tithing you're giving you get you receive it's crazy mm-hmm. some unwritten law in the universe yeah or it's written it's a written law in the universe I was listening to a thing just, I think it was today, and this guy was talking about how he had sat down with a friend or something like that, and that was like a multimillionaire, and they're like having lunch, and the guy's just casually like, yeah, I I lost everything yesterday, and like just eating his food, and this guy's like, what do you mean you lost everything? He's like, yeah, all my wealth, it's gone, I lost it all yesterday, whatever, you know, and he's just eating, and he's like, you don't seem like you're very upset about that. The guy's like, no, I know how to get it back. I am money. I know how to get it back. It's not a big deal. Just casually eating lunch. And I'm yeah. like, man, like, think about that kind of a mindset or that, you know, if you have that kind of belief, like, no, I am successful. I know I am successful, you know, and, and you just have that ingrained in you. Yeah. Then it's like, man, of course good things are going to come. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, and it, what is faith? Like, Getting deep well, it's into the faith. it's the first principle of the gospel. Yes. I mean, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah. And then when you like truly dig into faith, that guy knows mm-hmm. he is money. Now, mm-hmm. money's an amplifier. So if you're a piece of crap and you get money, you're going to be more of a piece of crap. But if you're a good person, you can use that money for good. And then the nice thing is, there's that written law in the universe about money, and if you give then you can also receive so you can gain more and more. Mm-hmm. It's a long-lasting wealth. He just knows. He's yeah. got the faith in it. And that's what really, I think all three of us are, are pretty good at knowing like how goals end up playing out. And we've talked about it. You, you write it down. You focus on it. You let it expand. You forget about it. And then it will just come to you. Mm-hmm just happens which it's so weird saying that too because like business school is like no you have to break it down you have to know exactly what you need to be doing every single day and there is some value to that for sure but more often than not the 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 big times that i've had success now that that's not necessarily money but just success in life seemed very effortless you know like huh that just I thought about that. Yeah, there was a lot of work that went into it, but it wasn't like impossible, excruciating work, you yeah. know, like it came pretty and it worked out better than I ever thought it would kind Very of thing, true. you know, like it's, in, it's interesting. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I think the way that you guys explain it just gives you so much flexibility. So in sort of instead of forcing this idea, you know, you just wait for the good opportunity to, to present itself and then you can go into it because i feel like i don't know like you said if you're chasing that one dream you have that one idea and you have it written down and you go after it every single day maybe it's not supposed to happen tomorrow or next week it's supposed to happen in two years or five years so if you go after it every day you're just kind of burning yourself out i don't know 
there are people that chase it every day. You know, you could get like your Wall Street gurus that are awake at 3 a.m. so they can see the markets open in China. And but like, is that success? I don't know, man. That doesn't sound great to me. But and really, anything big that has happened in our life, that decision to do it has come so easy. Like we had a goal, we let it go, we forgot about it, stayed on that vibration, and when that vibration or frequency hit, it was like, let's do it, we're there. Mm -hmm. But anything that we've sat down and talked about and hashed out, and like, should we, should we not, I don't know, maybe this, that, usually fizzles out. Mm -hmm. But the good things, boom. Well, and I think too, it's not to paint the picture that there's not like difficulty and second guessing. Oh, and for all sure. That. Because you have, like, it seems like I've had to always make decisions that are way outside my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe it feels a little bit more effortless now because, you know, we've done it a few times and so it's like oh yeah it's just you know it's just another whatever you know it's just another situation that gets us uncomfortable yeah. and so we're getting more comfortable with being uncomfortable whereas beginning like going away from from the fire department i knew that there was something i needed to pursue other than that but actually going in quitting that and trying to figure out the path there was a lot of struggle yeah to get over that and a lot of work and everything. So, I mean, it's not like there's, it's just easy, but it just seems like it's not impossible maybe or something, it, you know, I don't know. I guess it would depend on the definition of success, but it's definitely not rainbows and unicorns getting there. Yeah. But it, it also doesn't mean that you have to be the hardest worker in the room either. Like sometimes people work really, really hard and they never gain anything. What we would say as success. Yeah. And there's that Earl Nightingale, the strangest secret in the world. Um, you can everyone can just find it on YouTube if you type in the strangest secret in the world, Earl Nightingale. In the very beginning, he defines success, and he's like the successful person is the school teacher who's there because they want to be, yeah, and they're good at it. It's mm -hmm. the stay-at-home mom that is staying at home and she's a really good mom. Like that is the success. And I think you know sometimes we say success and we think it's the the crossfit champion or the michael phelps or the actor or the really rich person it's like well those might actually be some of the most unhappy people on the earth they might not be fulfilled and a lot of champions as soon as they are the champion they go through this huge depression afterwards because they don't know how to act after it's done mm -hmm. um and maybe that's the key is if you're in if you're doing something that you're passionate about um Maybe it, there's obviously a lot of work there, but maybe it just doesn't feel like work and because maybe, it's yeah, like, maybe because it's it. like, you know, maybe that's why it feels effortless or feels, you know, less. I think about times when I was forcing something that I wasn't totally passionate about and it was just kind of like, eh, that was a grind, you know. And then other times doing things that I am passionate about still, I mean, there are times during that when it is a grind but you kind of get into it and you're like, oh, this is, this is great, you know, yeah. and maybe that's it. Like you're saying, maybe it's just that passion part that helps kind of lift and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of makes it seem easier, better, I don't know. 
and because we have to bring it back to conspiracy, are we ever taught to follow your passion? I mean, they might say it every once in a while, like, you should do what makes you happy. You should. Mm -hmm. But no, it's not taught to follow your passion. It's not taught that it's okay to, to struggle doing something that you love. It's okay. Do what you love. I think that it's becoming more and more prevalent than it used to be. Yeah. You know, like I think of like Gary Vee and some of these guys that are very much, you know, very outspoken in that. Like, hey, like do what you love, do what you want to do. Yeah. You've got plenty of time. You know, I think that's the other thing is we're so impatient that it's like, oh, if I don't see success in a year or two, man, I've failed when it's like, well, really, a, you know, a successful business takes years to really make it, you know, or, or whatever. And, um, but also understanding realistically time, say you're 30 years old, like a lot of people are like, man, my career's over. I'm 30 years yeah. old. And it's like, no, you still have 50 years worth of life to live. You know, like if you worked from 20 to 30, that's 10 years. You have five times that until yeah. you die. Like we just have no real handle. We don't really think logically about how much time we really have. Yeah. So, okay, say it takes another 10 years to build the business that you want to build. Okay, so now you're 40 you have a well-established business that you love and you get to do that for another 20 years before you retire. Yeah. You know, like so much time. And something that people don't bring into the equation is every year that passes by that you have failed, there's just learning opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you take KFC and Colonel Sanders. Hmm. Didn't he start that when he was like 60? Yeah. So you can't tell me that you can't be old and still start something that changes the world. But at the same time, you're not the same person in five years that you were today. And you're not the same person that you were 10 years ago when that all started. So you say 20 to 30, well, man, I can sure use those 10 years to catapult myself from 30 to 40. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe you're just catapulting into more failure, which is just more learning opportunities mm. to catapult yourself when you're fit. Well, failure's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, even the successful billionaire whatever will tell you that they fail daily. You yeah. know, it's and it's bigger failures. Yeah. You know, when you get more, when you're making more money, you're making bigger mistakes and failures than yeah. you did when you were making less money. It's just you figure out maybe not to dwell on the failures as much or, you know, you just yeah. learn that to just keep moving past it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you don't dwell on the catastrophic failure that Voyager was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but I think it is good. I think we see <laughs> more of that today because, yeah, one thing that is sad, I, uh, my dad, like, he's a, an ama amazing artist and he went to art school and he did all those things. And when it came down to it, he, I think he, I don't know if he had a job offer from Disney or he could have applied to Disney and done art there. But when it came down to it, he's like, well, I could do art and it's risky or I could do insurance. And he's done insurance for 50 years. And that, that to me is just brutal. And he's still doing it and he wants to retire and do art, but he still is pushing that off. And so it's just brutal to see that. So I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, why I quit my job. Cause I'm like, I can't do that for 50 years and then hopefully be able to do it when I retire. Cause like you said, if you can find something that you love, that would be awesome. Yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday 
<clears throat> and uh, they're like, man, I'm, I'm in a job. I haven't seen my boss in a year. I'm capped out on how much money I can make. I can't find labor. I'm not happy. And I was like, can you find that job again? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could easily find that job again. Mm-hmm. So then go out and start something else. And if you fail, you know you can find that job again. Mm-hmm. Just go do something that makes you happy. Even if you're taking a pay cut in the beginning, it doesn't matter. You'll be happy. Yeah. Who cares about money? Well, it seems too like once people find the one thing that they love, they, they go to the top and they make money. Yeah. There's always those stupid people <laughs> on those uh, uh, like remodel house shows or whatever. They're like, yeah, you know, I catch butterflies and my wife catches salamanders and our budget's like $2.4 million. It's like <laughs> they always make tons of money doing these stupid things, but it's obviously something they like and they're passionate about. So, yeah. It's well, cool. and, it's, and, it's, and stepping away and out of that job or whatever isn't necessarily rainbows and unicorns and no. stuff all the time either. Like it's, it's hard, you know, yeah. like really yeah. it's hard, but it's going to be hard staying at the job's hard, doing something else is hard. You might as well, yeah. you might as well mold your life to whatever you want, still understanding that it's going to be hard rather than letting somebody else mold it into what, hard. you know, you can yeah. kind of pick your poison a little bit there. Um, because, I mean, it's not easy. Like, we, you know, yeah, no, I hate to easy. put that impression out there that it's For like, sure. oh, yeah, you quit that job and then it's all good to go. Because we, I mean, we talk about it quite a bit, you know, that, that we're glad that we did that. Yeah. And, John, you even do too. And Some but days. It, but it would hate to, I know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Some, it. That's exactly I'm what I'm the, saying. I'm the grind right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It's been, it's been tough. But, I mean, hopefully in five years i'm gonna look back and be like yeah that was awesome but but would you rather be at the job doing the grind oh no (laughs) yeah exactly right yeah that's that's i think about that all the time i'm like oh man i'm 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 glad that there's people doing those jobs because we need them and they're way underappreciated they should be making way more money they should be with their families more you know like the system is broken when it comes to to these kind of, I mean, I'm talking EMS and fire yeah. and that kind of stuff. Cause that's yeah, kind of where we came pull from teachers into it. You yeah. Can pull really a lot of yeah, public service. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, gee whiz, you know, but so I'm thankful that they're there, you know, a hundred percent, but I'm also, I'm thankful that I've been able to pursue what I, what yeah. I'm able to pursue because I enjoy it. Yeah. So, and the conspiracy is, <laughs> that we're not taught that you can truly create your own destiny. We're taught that you can become any you can become any job that you want to become. Mm-hmm. You know, you can become a doctor, you can become a lawyer, you can become a teacher. You can, but we're not taught you can run a salamander catching business. <laughs> you know, we're just not taught that. that. Yeah, yeah. There was a lady, I just started listening to it on pod, on uh, Joe Rogan today. I've watched her on TikTok. And she's on Joe Rogan. She's never been on a podcast. Her first podcast is Joe Rogan. Huh, cool. And she's a beekeeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Huh. This lady is so passionate about bees. Like, so passionate that she wasn't thinking, I've got to go to school to become a beekeeper, and I'm going to go get a job as a beekeeper she's like i don't know how i'm gonna make money but i love bees Mm -hmm. 
What's She's it? sure making money now. <laughs> Does she do YouTube? Is that it? It's um, a YouTube I've channel seen her or on, something? Or? I follow her on TikTok. Okay. And it's great. Like, yeah. her, it's so informative. It's like, you know, she'll she'll someone called me today, and there's a swarm over here, and I'm going to search oh, out, and I'm going to find the queen bee, and mm. put the queen bee in this and that. It's like, this lady, and this is where it's, people are like, oh, well, that's that one isolated lady. No, you could have a hundred of these ladies on mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram and and. It, it's not just her. Hmm. It's just that other people aren't choosing to go out and show their. They're not passionate thing. about that. Yeah, they're yeah. not passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like my father-in-law. He's <clears throat> obsessed with falcons. So he, he was born in England, came over here with pennies in his pocket, and then he's just like, I just want to do falconry. And so, found his first job, did that for I think like twenty years, and he flew falcons at airports and stuff, and got paid a decent salary. Oh, to keep like the birds out of there. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I never even would have thought yeah. of that. But How crazy that's that? cool. And now does he, he left that. Does he hunt with them? Oh, yeah, he hunts with them. He does pheasants, I think, or something, and rabbits oh. and stuff like that. They oh. train him to hunt with them. He actually comes out to Idaho because it's apparently a really good falconry place. But anyways. There's a guy. I I know of a guy that, well, I used to go elk hunting up there. But a guy from California had bought this ranch and then was paying one of my friends to live there and manage the ranch and stuff. And he would come up. He kept his falcons up there, and he would come up. Yeah, because it was like a, uh, like a sage grouse. Yeah, or maybe that's what it was breeding ground mm-hmm. or something. So there's tons of sage grouse around, and so anyway, he would come up and do that. But yeah. Anyway, so he followed his passion, and then he quit that job. He started his own business, and he's making a lot. <laughs> I don't know how much, but yeah, he's making enough that's to live cool. very, very comfortably. And every day he has his falcons, and he, that's what he does. That's so. cool. That's way cool. And he adds value. That's that's actually like, because I, I, even in this discussion, we're kind of equating, I feel like we're equating sometimes money and success is the same thing. But what it ends up being is that he's creating value somehow. And then that value comes back to him in the form of money. Mm-hmm. So we need to be creative. We are creators. We're born as creators. And then I think that throughout public education and university, we're taught that we're we're laborers. We're not creators. And dependent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're dependent on authority. We're dependent on that job. We're yeah, I like that. Dependent. But really we're creators. We're producers. We can add and create value. That's yep. that's it. Well, and it's interesting just with the examples that we've been talking about. Most of those things are not things you can learn in college. No. <laughs> you know, like I've even got a, I mean, there's tons of examples of that, but I've got a brother in law that does Cerakote. Oh, yeah. Like he quit his job and was like, I want to get into doing Cerakote. So it's like a kind of paint or protective coating that goes on like a gun or any kind of metal, really, or I think even plastics. And like he's, He's good. Like, he's one of the yeah. best in the area for sure. Does, like, um, he might even, he might even be probably one of the best in the country. I don't yeah. know. He's done a couple but of night he, guns. They're incredible. He, like, these high-end rifle builders send their stuff to him, you know, yeah. and, and, and high-end stuff. And I was asking him about that one day, you know, and he's, like, way passionate about it. Like, 
you know, how he gets into it, how he does it. Da, da. And I was like, cool. So where'd you go to learn that? And he's like, I didn't go anywhere to learn that. Yeah. And like, he's got these techniques that people are kind of calling him wondering how he does such a good job and everything. And he totally taught himself how to do it. Awesome. He just bought the stuff, went out, started playing around with it, figured out the best way to do these, you know, all this stuff. And that's, you know, that's, yeah. he didn't learn it from anywhere else. He just taught himself. And probably if you learn it from somewhere else, you were getting that person's biases anyway, Yeah. you know, and, and if you're kind of figuring out things as you go on your own, then you can logically look at something maybe in a different perspective than somebody else and figure out new ways and better ways to do it and to add value. Like you're saying, yeah. like, you know, it's cool. So a handful of examples of people that we know that are doing it, have done it. Everybody can do it. Yeah. The conspiracy is that everybody can't do it. Mm -hmm. The, the truth is we live in an insanely abundant world that's abundant for everybody. We're not taught that though. Mm -hmm. Scarcity, that scarcity mindset. There's only enough money to go around. Or if you make a hundred thousand, then I can only make 10,000. No, no money's literally printed by an individual company that has nothing to do with the government. <laughs> like there's plenty of money to go around. Yeah. There's, there are resources that we don't know about, which might be on the other side of the ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> there, we live in a world of absolute abundance. We're not here by chance. We're not just a spinning rock in an ever expanding universe that has a whole bunch of numbers that have to do with 666. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. That's good. Good discussion. Yeah. That was fun. That was good. I think it's by far the longest podcast that we've ever had. How long is it? <laughs> Two hours and 11 minutes. Wow. You got to bring in the conspiracies. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do well, it again. It's funny. It's funny, too, how we like set out to talk about conspiracy, but we come back. Like It always gravitates towards business, personal development, yeah. how to be better. Like You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. I think that's what... Conspiracies are intriguing. But, like, they don't help us. Except for that if you're willing to go out and actually research your own beliefs, that you can, you can learn other ways to live. Like, you can learn that it's okay to quit your job. All three of us in this room have quit our job and gone out and done our own thing. And so far, it's, work, it's working out. Mm -hmm. There's ups and there's downs. Mm -hmm. It's scary sometimes. Sometimes it feels super abundant. Like... Oh, we're, we're good. And then other months it's like, oh crap, we're, we're not good. That's just part of it. Um, but it's doable. People should do it. Challenge your beliefs. Yeah. Yep. And then take action too. Cause we can challenge our beliefs all day long, but it's changing and doing something different that really shows. For sure. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, next podcast will be in Antarctica. Yeah, let's, do it. let's okay. do it. All right. We'll fly your plane down there. <laughs> yeah, and see see what happens. Well, we can only get like five hours on that. on that. So well, we're going to have to get something bigger and faster because it's got to outfly the jets. We'll, we'll get the – we need to keep studying up on this Steve Greer thing, and hopefully we can just get an interdimensional yeah, we'll, space craft or whatever. Or we yeah. can just – Astro project ourselves to Antarctica. Yeah, that's true. We just need to learn that. And then we can go wherever. Dang yeah. It. Meditate more. Okay. See you guys. <laughs>